When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, now that we've... Hi, friends. I see you starting to pile in. Yes, so that's right, we're... Hawkeye. Big Ten West Champs, baby. So we're having a hard time skeeting. <clears throat> yeah, where is Godfrey? I invited him. He's asleep. Not that he has, I know. He's, he's extremely medicated, so I was going to try and get him on to unburden his heart about Brother Hugh. Okay, we've we've treated and skeeted, and people are joining. Hi, hello everyone. Hi Noah, how are you? Hello, as always. Listen, thank you everyone for joining. But tops on the list, LinkedIn users using their real names and jobs. Bravest people on the internet. Yes, those of you in the chat who are asking, yes, uh, Spencer needs your blood because he's in Las Vegas, <laughs> the town that turns your blood into money and then mm -hmm. keeps it. <laughs> you can probably get blood pretty easily there. Had a little bit of a premium, I think. Like, do you think you, think you can DoorDash blood in Las Vegas? Ooh. If you if you play the right cards, you get blood. or the or the wrong cards. Listen, in a week that saw the emergence of three win pit, anything could happen. Uh, speaking of pit, we have a special guest here in place of Spencer. It's Alex Kirshner. Place forever. Forecast after dark for men. Welcome. <laughs> wait, wait. Was that supposed to be? Was, that was haunted. Was that spooky? Oh, welcome. Spooky welcome. I'm in a I'm in a house with with sleeping people. It's I've just arrived home for Thanksgiving. Oh, so, you know, I mean, you know how it welcome. is. Welcome. To Alex's bed and breakfast. Welcome to Alex the Quiet Storm Kirshner. So, what did you tell your family you're going to do right now? Hang out with my friends online. <laughs> <laughs> Same story as always. Same as it ever was. So, and, uh, Alex, uh, ironically, you have welcomed the listeners to the Internet's only college football podcast. Hmm. Interesting, isn't it? Well, let's. It how is. about. How about Alex's like, part of the internet's only college football Substack? Is that fair? That's Ooh. true. Splitsonduo.com. That's the place to get us. Splitsonduo. Uh, but we're not a college football podcast. We're more of a Jacksonville Jaguars and Atlanta Falcons podcast. Jesus Christ. That sucks. That's the Super Bowl. <laughs> that's the Super Bowl the NFL never wants to see and never will. Yeah, that's when you know the Madden dynasty sim has gone too long. Dynasty <laughs> franchise, whichever. Um. Do we do the Coors Light ad on this or no? I can never. Remember. I don't. Hey, it's Coors Light. It's, it's so fresh and cool. If if you're not if you're not drinking Coors Light, get on it. Uh, Holly, yep. Holly, what did you have just have to say? An apology to Kansas State. Um, I don't know why it took me until week twelve 
to recognize that Kansas State has a player named Cody Stufflebean, <laughs> spelled S-T-U-F-F-L-E Bean. I apologize. I wasn't familiar with your game. And I I just want to I just want to say I'm sorry and I will be better prepared in the future to see the camera zoom in on a purple jersey that says Stuffle Bean in the middle of the night. That's um, sweet. Wow, just wow. Wow. Anyway, that's the most important thing that happened to Kansas State tonight. I don't think I realized that Kansas still hasn't beaten them in 15 years. I think in my head they they got them like during either the COVID year or one of the last couple of years, but no, oh, they, they still haven't. Yes. They still haven't. Back, like, who was the last? Was it like Todd Reesing? It's going back to 2008, I think. It might have been the year after Reesing. Oh, Pete D'Antonio. Not D'Antonio. God, Mangino. <laughs> Pete Mangino. Very similar coaches in many ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pete uh, we got Alex Kirchner in here tonight, and we wanted to l- open the floor to let him open his heart about Alex. You had a day online with November Maryland, uh, teasing us all. I mean, I didn't have any kind of day online. I mean, I knew well, exactly what was happening. Did. You knew you were the oracle. Look, um, I went to the University of Maryland. My first year there was 2012. We spent four of the 12 games with a linebacker playing quarterback that year um you know maryland football is maryland football and we have proven that when we play ohio state or michigan or penn state anything can happen maryland can lose by a lot maryland could lose by a little or maryland could lose by a decidedly medium amount and today we lost by a little to medium amount anything can happen um was some part of your brain thinking this is the day, at any point thinking this is the day that it will be the secret fifth or fourth option? I stopped counting there somewhere. Well, on the third different attempt that the offense had in the last eight minutes to mount a game-winning drive, I allowed myself to think, wow, this is getting a little silly. You never know. <laughs> um, but then we took an intentional grounding safety. So it was it was brief. The most honorable safety. Yeah, it that's, is an that's, honorable safety. Fell yeah. on your own sword. Yeah. Um, I it says we've been recording for almost seven minutes, and that is too long to not bring up the following. <laughs> New Mexico State just stomped <laughs> the ever-loving bullshit out of Auburn. We tonight. uh we did invite Godfrey. Uh, much like Hugh Freeze, Godfrey is currently heavily medicated. Um. Not recreationally, he's ill. Uh, but let's just let let let's all raise a glass to whatever his texts are going to look like in the morning. Um, have Have any of you looked at the box score for this game? I dare you to read it aloud. Well, I just I just want to uh, ask some questions. I just want to ask some questions. It, that's all. It should only be looked at with uh you know un- with with like candles lit and uh, soft music playing. <laughs> I thought you were going to say in like a circle of black salt. I mean. How many, like, if I told you, okay, New Mexico State, at the beginning of the year, I say New Mexico State's going to go into Auburn the week before the Iron Bowl, and they're going to win by 21 points. How many turnovers do you think New Mexico forced, for New Mexico State forces to do that? Would need, would likely need to force? Yeah, yeah. Like, what, what would you have, what would you have said, like, oh, that must mean they got X Yeah, turnovers. I mean, that sounds like at least four, right? 
I don't know about that, Jason. How many did New Mexico State have when they beat Liberty? Well, I don't know. I, I haven't memorized that box score. I do recall that New Mexico State beat Liberty by a great deal because it's a better school, better football program, things of that nature. Um, I'm just saying, if you're if we're talking about a 21 point underdog winning by 21 points, that's if <laughs> if we're if we're saying each of those turnovers flips it by a touchdown, at least three or four feel necessary, right? Okay. Um, to answer Alex's question, Liberty in last year's 49-14 loss to New Mexico State, turned the ball over three times. Auburn, zero turnovers. How many, how many like punt return, kick return yards would you say New Mexico State would have needed in this game? Like easy way to flip field position. This whole game is one of those riddles where it's like, ah, the surgeon is the boy's mother. Correct. Yes. Like, like Alex, I'll give this to you. How many, how, how much combined punt and kick return yardage do you think a New Mexico state would need to beat the vaunted Auburn Tigers? You know, I would think you probably had like one of those nice little 27 yard punt returns mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to set up a, a drive from the 45. Sure. That's, like that. that's not even that bold of a claim. Like that you're not throwing out like 80 yard touch zero. The answer is zero kicks or punts even bothered to return. Didn't need advantage don't in even, that field. Don't position. even need them. No, thank you. Um, how about like crazy long field goals? You know, sometimes that's a way you pull one of these upsets is you, you bang some 50 yarders, you hit something from crazy deep. Like how many field goals do you think New Mexico state needed in this game? Seven. Well, I'm seeing at least one based on the final score. That is correct, and it's only one. It's one 40-yard field goal, per just entirely oh, the reasonable. Most, the most normal field goal length. This this is just a a New Mexico State team that thoroughly outplayed Auburn up and down the field on both sides of the ball. <laughs> like, this is this is they were getting pushed around on the lines. Yes, yes. There's. I encourage you, gentle listener to go find the fake punt because there was one tricky thing uh, New Mexico State did. They ran a fake punt on fourth and two, I think just on the Auburn side of the 50. The tight end who ran with the ball, the up back, basically didn't get touched for 15 yards. Like, it could have converted a fourth and 13 easily. It was, and, and this was just, like, New Mexico State ran for 213 yards on Auburn. Auburn, who only runs the ball this year, ran for 65 yards. New Mexico State with an 11-play touchdown drive, a 10-play touchdown drive. And one of these took up like nine minutes, 10 minutes? A 16-play touchdown God drive. God damn it. And a six-play touchdown drive that they didn't even need at that point. No, no, they didn't. They didn't. <laughs> this is how Auburn, ha ha for decades, this is how Auburn has wanted to play, right? 16 play touchdown drive. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Budge it in. Like and you paid two million dollars to watch New Mexico State do that to you. The the nicest thing you could have said about your one of Hugh Freeze so far was nothing stuck out. Like they didn't look <laughs> it, is, it is good with nothing stuck out. <laughs> New Freeze is involved. Oh. They didn't look that good beating Cal on the road. I remember that vividly. But other than that, it's like, yeah, they lost to a bunch of teams they probably should have lost to. They beat mostly teams they should have beaten. And it was just like, all right, get to bowl eligibility, playing some uh, very uninspiring pre-Christmas bowl, get your one done. You know, like even the Iron Bowl, it's like, yeah, would it be nice to win and be competitive? Sure. But I've, I think everybody understands where it's at. 
But now you just lost by 21 points at home to New a, a good New Mexico State team. Like, this is not a, a scrub team by any means, but it's still a bad, bad loss. It's, yeah, it's not the New Mexico State of history, but it's still New Mexico State. Yeah. Like, it, it might be a 10-win team. It's also still New Mexico State. Yeah, the uh, the funny thing about this is that Hugh Freeze is kind of, at this point, possibly you have to consider a sleeper agent for his former employer because New Mexico State pulling this off is the first thing that has happened to Liberty's resume that they would consider that should be considered good for Liberty's resume since like, I don't know, like January 6th. Um, it's <laughs> right. So, they've, so like, like their schedule is moved up to 132nd in the country today. <laughs> that, that is essentially like, it, like New Mexico state is not a good best win to have, but it is now a better best win to have. So that's, very good for Liberty. It was a good development for them today. Uh, yeah. Um, well, I mean, the, it, they're Liberty's only historic rival other than like evolution. I was going to say the Pope. Climate change. Yeah. The Pope started BYU. The Pope started that one. I don't hold that one against them. Yeah. Alex, I don't, I don't want you to, I don't want you to put you out of your comfort zone or make you tip your hand on your show's content, but how, um, how salty is Godfrey's rant about this game going to eventually be? Man, I don't know. Like sometimes, sometimes I worry before occasions like this. You know, like I call our lawyer and I say, "Hey, just be on standby." You know, Uh, but I mean, I think this is an occasion to just kind of hand the ball to the old man and get out of the way, see what he can do with it. He he is old. I agree. Um, My favorite thing about this, from the the on field perspective, is that I was I was thinking about this. I I think it's true, but the chat could correct me if I'm wrong. Diego Pavia, the New Mexico State quarterback, mm-hmm. is better than any quarterback Auburn has had since probably <laughs> Jarrett Stidham. Yeah. Uh, well, that's because like, I think he's a state wrestling champion. So He also is – he has some Auburn sensibilities. He was caught on camera uh, peeing on the practice field logo of New Mexico State earlier this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, that feels like something that is very SEC. Uh, I don't understand why – Auburn didn't like pay him to come and play football for them. He was this pretty is, good last year too, especially considering Hugh got a real good look at him when like, uh, when yeah, he beat exactly. Hugh last year. The the most Auburn thing about this this is the same dude who in week zero against UMass threw a pass when his helmet got s- spun around backwards, like his face oh, right. mask was facing yeah, facing yeah. facing towards his butt. And he still threw a pass. That's the most Auburn shit I could ever think See of. See that, Hugh? It's called by faith, not by sight. <laughs> also, when he went and peed on the logo at UNM when they were playing there, after he did that, there was like the, the Las Cruces TV stations went around and did man-on-the-street interviews asking residents about how, how they felt mm-hmm. about the practice field pissing. And they were incensed. Like this was a blow. Like the, the residents of Las Cruces were – Unable to comprehend that someone would do this. Imagine if he had walked into Tuscaloosa and done this. Oh, he'd be dickless or dead. Oh my God, DJ Wally Sparks in the chat. <laughs> um, all right. Do we want to talk about Tennessee, Georgia? 
Brief. Nah. Okay. It seems it's been assigned. I, I don't find it. I don't find it remarkable. It's what, what did we just say about the how big of an underdog was Tennessee and what did they lose by? I mean, I'm sure Georgia covered. Georgia covered quite a bit. Yeah. 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 Georgia did cover. It was. I think it was ten, and they they won by twenty eight. This is um. I think I saw West Bowl. Our friend of Split Zone's duo, West Bowling, I think summed it up best when he said, "This is a decent team, and a decent team is not going to be Georgia." It is a little funny that Tennessee came right out the gate and scored a 75-yard touchdown. That was first, hysterical. On the Every first play. And then it was like, all right, I'm for my point. I can hang with Georgia. 14-59, 75-yard touchdown. We're just here to see oh. Miss Dolly sing at halftime. <laughs> Dude, not a wrinkle on that woman's neck. She is so perfectly preserved. I saw her in the Hollywood Bowl a couple of years ago, and – when she was not that much younger than she is now. And she played 10 instruments in one night. I bet she lifts. <sighs> anyway, I float, as I mentioned before the game, I float as a kite on high detached from Tennessee football. Uh, what is a scoreboard to a kite? Um, caboose. I don't need to. I'm just sick. I'm just I would sick much rather week. listen. I would much rather talk about Florida Mizzou, but I only talk, want to talk about one part of it and then I will get out of it. You, is that okay, you Ryan? Rather. Oh, I just want to be clear. You would rather talk about Florida. I only want to talk about one play in Florida because it's the funniest thing I've seen all year. All right, let's go. Okay, I have a section in my notes that's just labeled Ouchtown. Mm -hmm. And it includes things like uh, Michigan fans rushed the field at Maryland today as the Maryland PA yelled at them. Well, that listen, they're recidivists at this point. <laughs> West Virginia picked to finish last in the Big 12, put Cincy in the doghouse. Duke gave UVA its third win. Uh, my note just says, I think TCU is feeling better. Uh, and Air Force losing to UNLV. But I started this section because Graham Mertz, with Florida down to something like its third string left tackle, took out two defenders, like like barrel split defenders by mm -hmm. himself, injured one of them, and injured also injured himself and had to go to the locker room for x-rays. So when I say funny, I don't mean it's funny that he injured himself. It was it was the most beautiful like charge of the light brigade. Uh, anyway, the Mizzou linebacker he took out is named Chuck Hicks, which is roughly equivalent to beating a guy named Tank at arm wrestling. Uh, and then right after that happened, the announcer called Florida upstarts, and not in the funny way that I usually do it. I mean, but anyway, it was that was I fucking love that. I'm sorry he's hurt. I fucking love that moment from Graham Mertz. It was so beautiful. My favorite moment from this game was um, Mizzou's driving to win, and uh, no one really knows where Mevis's kicker radius is because, like, I don't know, it's like seventy yards out. Could Mevis it's hit it like, from here? Probably. The special teams version of like, fuck it, he's down there somewhere. Mm -hmm. Like, sure, fuck, fuck it, Mevis's foot can probably get there. He's huge. I bet he can do it. Uh, did you guys notice that the Florida defensive coordinator? Austin Armstrong looks exactly like Todd Grantham if he were 35 years younger, 25 oh, years younger. I don't Fucking know. Fucking great. Now that's no. going to be stuck. Oh, you yeah. why? And they didn't blitz. I went back and checked on the fourth and 18 or the, on the fourth and whatever. I think it was 18. For 17. Luther Burton. Uh, it, after I realized how much he looked like him, I went back to look and see if they rushed like five or six. They didn't. So at least you have that. Ryan. <laughs> but it was, it was just a regular sit back in the zone and throw, throw right through him. It's type of situation. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Anyway, that's, I, I'm sorry I brought up that game, but I just 
Go look up the play because Graham Merch just is like it's very much like Thanos saying, "Fine, I'll do it myself." Um, Graham Merch just barrels through Mizzou's line on his own like a bowling ball. I want to back up briefly. Somebody asked if Alex has yelled about the Maryland timeout, and I want to make sure we get to that. And also, before we do, somebody has asked why on earth was were Michigan fans rushing the field against? Maryland oh, it was their thousandth win. It's their thousandth win for now. Stick around. I am going to read some of, I'm going to read some of the teams that Michigan has beaten in its history to get to a thousand wins. But first, oh. Alex, tell us tell us about this timeout that was a thing. It was a good example of of the ways in which five to ten million dollar a year FBS coaches just don't understand the sport that they understand so well. Uh Loxley took a timeout on third and eighteen or something from or maybe it was second but it doesn't matter the point is it was on like 18 yards to the to the line to gain from his own two as the play clock was running down in a one score game if there's a delay of game they're going to back the ball up like a yard yeah. maximum yeah. a half yard uh you just have to put your critical thinking <laughs> cap on mike and like and not do that and and it turned out i mean don't get me wrong like if we if we'd have had time at the end of the game it would have been an interception to lose the game or something like that. Like we weren't going to win, but it, it, it would have been nice to have the timeout at the end of the game. I would have appreciated that. Here are some, here are some teams Michigan has beaten on the road to 1000. Nine wins against Oberlin. Was that, were they debating? Possibly. Was that a, that's a semiotics team. You're looking at the wrong thing. One win against Grand Rapids High School. One win against Detroit Industrial Team. I don't even know what that means. It's like it's uh, some guys with like chains and hammers. That sounds like a sexy musical. One win against something called American Medical in Illinois. Oh, so that's why we don't have that. Uh, that's actually the Michigan turning down federal funding for Obamacare. One win against Chicago Harvard Club. <laughs> that's definitely there the harvard alumni in the city of chicago no and one win against something called chicago university football club which is not the same thing as the university of chicago these are so like they're all, uh, they're, they're all they're vintage right it's like, a, it's like a cover band they, they're 19 and 7 against chicago and they're one in three Against Chicago University Football Club. And probably somebody's like, actually, those are the same things, but qualify- I don't know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? Never beat Wesleyan. 0-1. Fuck off. Whoa. Also, uh, wow. Michigan is 1-0-1 against Toronto. Uh, shout out to the people just the discovering in week 12 that this show is on LinkedIn. We're, guys, we've never joked no. in our lives. We would never. 2-0 against something called Windsor Club in Canada. I mean, that's probably a club in Windsor, Ontario, right across from Detroit. Could be Michigan State. But 0-1 against Mississippi State. What would you rather have, a thousand wins or what, or a perfect record against Mississippi State, I ask you? Idiots. So, like, all, all day people have been saying, why are they storming the field to celebrate this thousandth win since they'll just have to uh, re-celebrate it again? Uh, in a few years, when they have finally paid for their crimes, well, they get to recelebrate it. NCAA math isn't real. Mm-mm. The vacated wins is not a real thing. No, it's yeah, not real. Like, yeah, it still happened. Every old title that the NCAA tells you didn't happen, it it still happened. All right. The exception there is there is an exception. 
Okay. 2012 Notre Dame's record is indeed 0-1. That one is valid. One counts. All the other vacated oh, wins still happened. Um, just to illustrate the kind of teams that can go undefeated against Mississippi State, unlike Michigan, here is a partial list. Middle Tennessee, Louisiana Lafayette. Uh, South oh, Alabama. No, I'm doing it backwards. Shit. Wait. All right, here it is. Air Force, Iowa, Maryland, Nebraska, Northwestern, Washington, Oregon, West Virginia, Indiana, Georgia Tech, Washington uh, in St. Louis. Something called, oh, Maine. Yep, Maine undefeated against uh, Mississippi State. Not Michigan. You're not. Ugh. Trash. Get out Indiana, of here. Mississippi wins. State. That is that is bleak, man. That's yeah, that's, right. that, that's It's the ultimate, black, fuck, I guess somebody's got to win game. Ah, for for years that wasn't true. We had ties to deal with things like that. That's yeah, oh, no. that's true. We forgot. Uh, we forgot today was a very important Indiana day. I can't believe that that's true. But go ahead. They played Michigan State, and who cares? But this was the game where Indiana had the halftime shrimp cocktail eating contest. Wait, is that only once? I I apologize if this was. Uh, I thought it was once a year. Is it? Is it more than once a year? Because I haven't seen it this year. Hey, it, the throngs of Indiana fans in the chat. Let us know how often we do the the if, shrimp if you're, halftime if you're, thing. If you're not uh, busy in the restroom because of the shrimp cocktail <laughs> that you ate, if you're able to look at your phones through your bleary stupor, Wait, me, the servers at St. Elmo's would like a word. It's more than once per year. We're, right. we're told All right. by chat. All okay, right. Okay, well, fine. Today it was on television because they were playing Michigan State. No, Tim Lofton says it's once a year. Controversy. Ah, oh, so <laughs> embrace debate. No hey, one man, knows. Indiana shrimp is the finest shrimp. Um, it comes out of, they got a river. Do they have a river? It's local because we bought it at the grocery store. There is a river in Indianapolis, yeah. Okay, thank you. All right, we have an Indiana defender on the call here, so... <laughs> A, a serious one? Where? Yeah, Alex. Alex Horshner loves Indianapolis. Oh, you and right, I have been I there. You and I have been there together. Yeah, no, yeah. I enjoy. I'm, hey, I I'm had, that. and then everyone got fired, so it's fine. <laughs> one time, <laughs> Holly. One time, one time I was with Holly. <laughs> I said to her, I said to her, you know, I think it was when Holly visited Pittsburgh a couple years ago for the backyard brawl. I was like, "There's three rivers oh, no. here, but the seafood, but the seafood's not very good. You might be surprised." And Holly said to me, "No, I'm, I'm not surprised." <laughs> It was, it was tough. I was upset that you, you were weren't so, surprised. You were so sincere, and I felt really bad. <laughs> I felt so bad because your face just fell. All right. Um, what else have we not gotten to that we should? Um, we have uh, we have set up a among among the many looming unpleasantnesses of next week, and we will get to them. Paul Bunyan, Clemson, South Carolina. We have set up a world-beating week 13 for Wazoo. So Wazoo uh, easily dispatched Colorado. Colorado is in a bad place right now. Um, and now gets to try to dethrone Washington in maybe the last Apple Cup for a long time. And that would that also get them to bowl eligibility, if my memory serves? Yes, it would. Okay. And it would also destroy uh, Washington's a perfect season mm -hmm. up to now and it's in seattle i believe and i'm sure it will be raining tax and oh i'm, I'm very sorry that i'm not going to make this game it sounds awful yeah it looks like it is in seattle yes. um 
Yeah, I think if Wazoo wins this, they should just kick Washington out of the Pac-12 because they have the power to do that now. That's right. As long as Oregon State agrees, and they will, they definitely. Well, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a two, two university conference marching in lockstep together. Oregon State did its best to kick Washington out of the playoffs. Oh my God, that game was it. The score looks boring, twenty-two twenty. Oh, not a lot of, not a lot of crazy stuff must have happened. Like, no, this shit was bonkers. It was, it was raining the entire time. No one could hang on to the ball. Um, and not in any sort of an inept way, just a lot of shit was going on. Um, and Oregon State was just threatening the entire game. Just couldn't couldn't pull it together for the, to pull the upset. But extremely valiant effort and yet another survival by, uh, by the Huskies. Me Cowboy says, if there's any God in the world, the Cougs will do it. I was under the impression that Wazoo were all militant atheists. They believe in cheese. Cheese is their God. Uh, canned cheese. Yes, correct. Um, yes. Uh, what else? Uh, uh, hey, I did not watch Louisville, Miami. Did Mario do anything stupid? Yes. Okay, go <laughs> <Yes>. on. <laughs> let's, let's go. Let's have it. Alex, are you firing him? Alex, you're a valuable addition to the pod tonight and no, all time. He's he is too expensive uh, to fire. If you, I don't, I think that Miami's big money guy right now. I'm not sure about his liquidity. If you yeah. follow the the news. Uh, I'm much more confident in the in the Aggie boosters liquidity, given you know those economic indicators. But Mario today, uh, this is late in this game. He had I think the full the full battery of timeouts, and it's fourth down, and you need it. Richard had summarized this for me, and then I went back and looked at it, and they could have used be any time before that timeouts to like stop the clock. And like you know, extend the game, uh, but they didn't. Uh, so they use these. You know, they just they just kind of keep these timeouts in the pocket until the very end of the game. They don't like the look on the goal line. They burn a timeout on fourth down. They run a bad play. They don't get it. Tyler Van Dyke throws like the right side of the end zone. It goes out of the end zone. And then because they use the timeout to draw up the shitty play that didn't work, Louisville had an easier time icing the game, uh, and they had like you know, no ability to stop the clock uh, in the way that they would have. Uh, it was not a grade A Mario situation, but it was a Mario situation. I'm glad that he's providing consistency on this front. So not a grade A Mario, so it was a, a Luigi then. Oh! <laughs> yes. Yes. Mm. Oh, that's French. Um, um, hey, does somebody want to read the ECU Navy box score aloud? Oh my god. This is, so come on, I think... Come on. I think the, the most important thing to note is I want to I want to get this right. This was the first, yeah. This is the first time ECU has been shut out in 26 years. Navy won Pirates this game. Historically, before. don't fare well against the Navy, except when they do. Yeah, but those are few and far. They're, they're, I mean, those are few and far between. There's a reason like the East India Trade Company still exists today. Uh, those are mostly mascots. East Carolina threw 38 passes in this game. For their trouble, they were rewarded with 155 passing yards, zero touchdowns, and two interceptions. It's quite bad. Uh, their leading rusher was the same man who threw all those passes, Alex Flynn. He ran for 31 yards on 12 carries. And as a team, ECU had 34 yards on 22 carries. They couldn't do a goddamn thing 
Navy passed eleven times. Navy did Navy pass had 100 passing yards, but they also threw. They also ran the ball fifty times. Y- yeah, I mean, yeah, it's Navy. Yeah, this was. This has not been a very good year for ECU, and uh, that now we have set up. I believe. No, I think. Uh, no, I'm wrong. I think Navy's got at least one game left, but we could potentially be getting an Army Navy game where the winner is bowl eligible because Army also Army lurched up to Wallop Coastal tonight. That's right. That's right. Um, uh-huh. So Army is five and six. Navy has to beat either SMU or Army. They're at five wins. And for like truthfully for both of these teams, like the fact that they are even on the cusp of bowl eligibility is a big improvement from where they were much earlier in the year. Can I um can I read you part of an AP game headline recap? Uh, oh, Army has two FCS ones. They're not eligible. Thank you, Black Squirrel. I'm sorry. God. The NCAA wow. will figure that the out. The NCAA is full of lies. Uh, so a team, quote, rallies in fourth quarter, end quote, right? So when you hear that and you know that the sport is college football, um, when you hear that there, this game had a thrilling conclusion, what kind of score do you imagine when you when you when you picture a team rallying in the fourth quarter for the win? Please tell me this was Kentucky, South Carolina. I'm what what, what number would you put on it? I'm going to say. Wait, for the final score in the fourth? At yeah, the for the, the fourth? final score of this game that involved a thrilling race to the finish. 31-28. That's what comes to mind. 38-35. In so, fact, it was 15-13. to 15-13, yes. <laughs> Iowa, Iowa over Illinois uh, <laughs> to clinch the Big Ten West title in the most Big Ten West fashion possible. Uh, Iowa needed a 30-yard strike with four minutes left. To ice it, yes, that was four minutes. Oh, gosh, we can't get down the field in that amount of time. Ah, Let's just call it a wrap. Uh, And, yeah, I I was realizing during this game that Illinois still had a chance to win the division, which was just horrifying. Um, But the Hawkeyes got it done, uh, entered the year with uh, someone dared them to see if they could score 325 points in 13 games. They're going to get to maybe 250 points in 14 games. They're just this. What an awesome team! Just hit hideous, like disgusting, awesome. Like, do you know how many teams don't have nine wins? Because it's a lot of them. <laughs> it's so it's many teams. Almost all. <laughs> it's all but two teams in the ACC. It's uh, all but four teams in the SEC. It's all but two teams in the Pac-12. Like, getting nine wins is so hard. And to get nine wins when you refuse to score points. Like there was a there I think it was after Iowa scored the go-ahead touchdown. There was a scene where a bunch of the players and Kirk Ferentz were like going over to Brian and like clapping him on the back and high fiving him and shit. Like, hey, it's your birthday. Happy I'd be birthday. So mad if I was him and they did that. He seemed very happy. And it was just so funny because at the same time they're showing like the score bug at the bottom. It's like Iowa fifteen. Yeah. Just like this rules. This rules so hard. Go ahead, touchdown feels misleading here because it sound it makes it sound like there were you know of the many touchdowns that occurred on this night. We're talking yeah. about this hey, one. Iowa scored two. That's not how they got all fifteen of these points, but they did score two touchdowns. The implication that you need a mnemonic to figure out which touchdown it was. Yeah. <laughs> the first one or the second one? Uh, Iowa, 34 minutes of possession. That's the stat. Fuck yes. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> Fuck yes. 
Hey, they don't have nine wins, but you know who has eight wins? I'll give you a hint. Speed is on. Oh, Arizona. Arizona Wildcats. Yeah. Good football team. Yeah, Arizona. Um, oh, poor Utah. Well, Arizona did the smart thing, and they were just like, what if we didn't let UConn, uh, UConn, Utah, like, drag us into the swimming pool full of mud and old auto parts? Like, Dragging what something if- into the swimming pool full of mud at UConn is more of like a lacrosse season thing. That's fair. I also think that um, swimming pool is like the contents of it is what Utah's joints are made of this season. <laughs> oh yeah, based on their injury yeah. list. Um, yeah. Overall, I th- the Pac-12 continues to be wildly entertaining. Like between that game, the UCLA just absolutely handling USC. Like I that's that's one I know there's like some heat on uh, Chip Kelly right now. Which feels a little weird. They've had a fine. Very they've strange. Had, they've had a fine yeah. year, and and it's not a year. I don't think it's a year where everybody looked like you know preseason. Everybody was like, "Oh, this is UCLA's year to jump up there." It's like even if they were slightly better, like the conference is so good and the top of the league is so stacked that it's like what you're mad that they're not fourth in the conference. And st- I don't know. Seems very. Now they have the same record. Isn't that fun? And USC is just man. Yikes. So UCLA will have Cal next week. They'll have a chance to, I mean, not only beat USC, but finish a game ahead. Yes. And and you want rid of your coach? Yeah. I'm confused. Yeah. Who's like going to come in that's so much better? Like you've got Dan Mullen dunking on you on Twitter. <laughs> that's how bad it is. I, I was told that getting rid of Alex Grinch would fix USC's defense <laughs> as if Lincoln Riley isn't just Cliff Kingsbury who can't dance. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jason, jeez, everyone knows it. That's how, it's been the case for um, the majority of a decade now. This is this is Lincoln I'm Riley. So unkind. No, that was just beautiful. Mm-hmm. That's like you know, there's Alex's influence on here. That's right. He he gets he gets the slow knife through the ribs out in all of us. Yeah. So like, oh, Lincoln also can't cook, right? That's how you can tell him apart. Too. That was yeah. I was gonna say I think Cliff could probably do a roast. Chip's not married. He or can a smoking. Do Cliff doesn't bother like. Cliff, just like, hey, come over to my cool, come check out this sweet kitchen that I used, that I bought with my Cardinals money. I never cook. I only I order. Cliff is smart enough to know I will pay someone yes, to cook. Yes. I will. And if I, if I fuck up the cooking, I will not post a photo no, of it yes. because I'm cool. Yes, that's correct. That's correct. And then I'll go to Thailand for a month instead of getting a job. And it worked out. Yeah. And I mean, as as someone who is uh, very earnestly um, pushing Chip Kelly for the A&M job, don't fire Chip Kelly. He's doing an awesome job. He's He'll be highly coveted. Extend You'll see. Chip Kelly. Extend him so the Aggies don't take him. That is what will encourage the Aggies to take him. To take him. Oh, you think we can't <laughs> afford UCLA money? Watch this. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, Joey McGuire, who just got Texas Tech bowl bound by one point over UCF, Joe, you need to be careful because they're going to hire you to coach uh, A&M if you keep this shit up. Oh, man. You know. For a little bit. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? 
Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. You remind me, Holly, of the uh, the press conference of the week in college football because you mentioned Joe McGuire. Uh, it reminds me of Jeff Trailer, who was Joey McGuire before Joey McGuire was Joey McGuire. You know, that was basically a copycat hire. Jeff Trailer interviewed. I mean, either, one, either one of these would be great choices for AM to be clear. But yes, there was a spectacular press conference this week. Uh, Jeff Trailer reportedly interviews at AM. And after the game, reporter asks him the only question that anyone cares about, which is, did you a- interview with AM? And Jeff Trailer, without breaking kayfabe, <laughs> tells this reporter that there were 18 seniors who, who celebrated senior night tonight. And it is, quote, a travesty. Every second you spend talking about Jeff Trailer <laughs> and not Frank Harris. <laughs> Didn't start grinning. Clearly had rehearsed it in the mirror. You know, you know, one of these coaches wants to bring up the Gaza situation. You know, they just yeah. want to be like, why are you asking me about this and not asking where the hostages did are? You know, <laughs> did you know 37 beetle species go extinct every day and you're asking me about the Texas A&M job? How dare you, sir? Well, the other the other delightful part of the Pac-12 slate today was we got one of my favorite graphics at ha- coming out of halftime of Oregon-Arizona State, which is... Bo Nix touchdown six, Bo Nix incompletions five. I love it when he does that. And like somebody, I forget who and where, but somebody brought up like Bo Nix might very well win the Heisman within a couple weeks of Auburn losing at home to New Mexico State. It's beautiful. Because the universe is a very funny place. A very, very <laughs> funny place. If he does, somebody should... uh Go around to all the coaches in Auburn and ask them to all right. make a, a fun video message. For Here's him. my question: Bonix wins the Heisman. Auburn is definitely going to put out some graphic or shit about it, right? <laughs> oh, Built Auburn, by Auburn. right? Forged yeah. on the plane. Okay, okay. Yeah, I just want to be clear about that. Driven away by Auburn being insane, <laughs> could Listen, have had him instead of Brian Harson. You probably. can't. You can't. You can't welcome the prodigal son unless he leaves in the first place. Yeah, but then again, he's got to want to come back. Yeah, well, there's that. <laughs> yeah, y'all be easy. <laughs> I'm going to be out here for a while. <laughs> they say, you know, like, part of the prodigal son, you go away and you're like, waste money frivolously. Well, I'm going to go make some first, and then maybe we'll see about coming to visit y'all. I would also like to point out that Tyler from Spartanburg has just inspired the shit out of Clemson. <laughs> My God. Yeah, I, I, I agree with the Andrew. Hammond theory that it was entirely a work there is uh there is so much unpleasantness on deck next week for the clemson building up a redemption there the reason that i don't think it was a work is that tyler from spartanburg took time to note that he was a troop and i think that if Dabo set that up he wouldn't he wouldn't have picked a troop to knock down that's the only thing that makes that's the only thing that rings false to me it's i mean it's a solid theory but i mean that that's that's a hole in it right there. Um, that defense has just been fucking smashing people. Drake May's numbers in this game are not good at all. <sighs> South Carolina's defense was real fun and swarmy. Is Kentucky uh, just bad this year? Is that like yeah. I know Kentucky? I know Kentucky handled Florida easily, and I'm not. Well, like even when that... Kentucky's good, they're kind of bad. So yeah, yeah. But are they like just just eh this year? Well, yeah, they're six and five. Okay, <laughs> like. It, it it's fine, but it's it, it doesn't feel like it has gone anywhere close to where they wanted it to. 
No, it was this is this was not that 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 balloon that that we were I, I said we were all hoping for. It was just me loudly uh, hoping to materialize out of the Stoops era did not did not quite uh, clear the horizon. And what, do, do, do do you know who did clear um, low orbit tonight? I don't know if I was the only one watching the end of the Kentucky South Carolina game, but Shane Beamer koala bear leaped up on a player like a la will Muschamp <laughs> Auburn or will Muschamp at texas i hope this means that he is not destined to be a hated future head coach of florida we want better for him uh we got he's he's already skipped that step he's just skipped straight to south carolina he he leapfrogged it all together do you know what else he did tonight after the game yeah he made uh, uh he broke up a post-game fight and he made a, a big another big classic post-game shane beamer speech he was having a time he also had a moment with the uh, Finnish DJ behind Sandstorm. He got to meet Darude. I <laughs> oh, forgot. Oh, that Darude was this night. Also. That's right. Yeah. And he told him, "There's, there's a hot mic of this. Well, not really a hot mic. His cameras around. He's a, he says to him, "If I'm ever in Finland, I'm gonna look you up." Right. <laughs> I wonder That'll... if Finn is at home in Colombia. He's in weirder places. The next time the Beamer family is in Finland, <laughs> like, what does Darude think of the Hampton Inn? I would love Helsinki. I would love a Shane Bieber travel show. Um, Shane Bieber, by the way, did one. Uh, dude, he was an amazing tour guide of the field post game. He was, you know, of course, Cole puts the mic in his face. And the first thing he goes is, oh, that was ugly. You know, because he always he always looks like he has just missed stepping off the curb and being hit by a bus mm-hmm. in his post game speeches. And he turns and points like he's pointing out a landmark. And he's like, Nick made a heck of a play down there. And he just points to the corner of the field. But the best part of this broadcast was there was there was kind of a an all team just just some gentle scuffling and shoving at midfield after the game, and they had the camera focused in on Shane because he was trying to find Mark for the handshake, and Shane trying to separate his players from the Kentucky players with the exact look on a face of a dad of a father of four who has let all the kids out of their stroller at the mall. Mm-hmm at the same time mm-hmm. and one of them is running for orange julius and one of them is running for cinnabon and one of them is trying to shoplift from annie ann's uh and he doesn't have enough limbs to control them all it was not it was not a really good fight but he had just the most beautiful exquisite dad face trying to break it up can i um bring up a little bit of research i looked up during during the games today because so so we've had this thing ever since um the the 2007 season where every season we kind of hope to get that level of mayhem again, we, 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 we never will. We'll get bits of it. This season, however, has had this like kind of opposite flavor where the top tens just keep top teams just keep winning, right? Mm-hmm. To like a suspicious degree. And then like today, uh, several, uh, several of those teams had, had challenges. Washington, Texas seems to get in a close one every, you know, uh, every week. Michigan had its first actual challenge of the year. Uh, sorry, Penn State. Um, but but like we have uh, so we currently have what is it five top ten undefeated teams? Yeah. Um, plus Liberty's out there. We don't count that. I mean, you know, it's just like we're talking about like playoff contenders. Um, the previous high was last year. At this point in the season, the previous number of 11 and 0 teams in the top 10 when we had Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, and TCU, um, and it that might sound like we have this like increasing trend, but the only other time that I could find this millennium 
where we've had this like pile up of 11 and 0 teams anywhere near the top 10 was 2009. Um, otherwise, it's just, you know, one or two per year who, who make it to that point. In 2009, we had Florida, Alabama, Texas, Cincy, TCU, and Boise. Um, and that year, we knew Florida and Alabama would play each other, and we only needed two of those teams to make the title game. Uh, last year, the four 11 and 0 teams, well, how convenient. Two of them are going to play each other, and we only need four of them. This year, we have an actual logjam. Michigan and Ohio State will play each other, but still. Um, so, like, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of into this thing where the top teams just remain undefeated because it, it doesn't ever happen. Uh, so, at this point, I'm, I'm kind of rooting against upsets. You know, like we, it's we it's it's a weird thing where I'm like let's let's just keep this going see what happens if uh, nobody loses. You know we do cry out year after year for something different to happen, and this is different. There's also oh man, oh there's a really really annoying, not real world explanation, but explanation that could be provided that I'm kind of amazed nobody has leaped on. You know how are we how are we determining? that these teams are are favored or unfavored or the top 10 oh, well the rankings well that just means the media has gotten smarter i don't think anybody can go with that come on do it no. do it do yeah, it it's the, it's the journalism degrees have gotten so good yeah um i mean it's like those, it's those analytics guys yeah because what what's interesting too is that like this also feels like a year where top to bottom there is a lot of peril amongst those five because Georgia like no I don't think they're going to lose Georgia Tech I think I think Georgia Tech has an has a chance of like well you'll be like hey it's the first quarter and this game is closer than it should be but no. well, Georgia's had like three closer yes. calls than it should have right and they've stopped having them, frankly. Like they're done with that part of the yeah, season. Yeah, they're done with that shit. And but, Ohio State, Ohio State should have lost to Notre Dame. But Georgia, Georgia did it once. They did it with they did a classic one when they played like Mercer or some shit, which is just the most Georgia thing in that. So so but Georgia's Georgia's gonna play Alabama in the SEC championship, which I think it has gotten lost in the weirdness of this Alabama season that it is still an extremely talented Alabama yeah. team. It's just that it had a weird stumbly start, which we're not. Or used to. or Alabama is coasting on a weaker division. Uh, may maybe some element of that. I'm just trying to start shit. Sure. Um, at least I have a more flawed division. Certainly, it doesn't have Mizzou, so it sucks. Like I have a hard time saying that the East is that much better, but that's fine. Well, the Mizzou's in that one. That's, so that's right. The good that's one. right. That's right. Yeah. Um, I have been appropriately gator chumped. Uh, Ohio State's got to play Michigan, obviously, but then. Somebody has to play Iowa, and I'm not saying you're going to lose to <laughs> Iowa, but but no, you're going to look like shit. It's not going to be fun. It's no. def it's definitely not going to be fun. You're going to make everyone say, "Do we really want any of this in the playoff?" Florida, for you. Florida State just lost Jordan Travis, a brutal, mm -hmm. truly unpleasant injury that just absolutely sucks for him. One hundred percent, no question. And now we'll be facing a very confusing Louisville team in the ACC championship. And it, at the very least, a Louisville team that has shown flashes of being really frustrating to play as a defense. And, and then we've got the Washington, Oregon showdown, which probably still will happen. Like civil war still may have something to say about that. And Oregon state can't be counted out. And then it's just like, Oh yeah, Texas is still looming in here. That yeah. could be a thing. 
snakes like, in the grass. Like if if Alabama beats Georgia and Texas wins out, like I don't know how they're gonna unfuck all that. Bama won't make it. The SEC's out. Yep. And Texas will. Texas is which in. is crazy okay. because because I had been Texas is SEC though. There. That's true. Yeah. So true. the so the SEC if, in that scenario, the SEC will miss the playoff. Yeah. At the hands of yes, an SEC team. Okay. And I'm shocked that that is on the table because I did make fun of Godfrey and Richard on SCD for just, just for assessing that as a possibility earlier in the year. I still think it's not going to happen because, like, that's like the one really weird thing that just that you envision might happen and then it doesn't. But there's, I think Jason and I have talked about this before offline. Oh, they're going to put in. Alabama with a bad yeah. resume over yeah. this more deserving team is the thing. It's, a, it's the shit we say. hear. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like people say they're going to do that. And like Nick Saban will most certainly call in to find bomb or whoever uh, and talk about how, you know, it's just so obvious that this is one of the four best teams and how could you leave them out? And then guess what? They don't put them in. Yeah. Like it's this, it's this rent free panic that people have that Bama is going to be given shit that, and guess what? Bama won't be given shit, and then we'll forget about it. Like last year, it was or uh, it, which which year was it? It was like they're going to get in over Cincinnati or whatever it was. Yeah, and uh, and everyone Two is you ago, know yeah. spends a yeah. whole weekend panicking about they're going to let Bama in. They didn't. Do we remember that we were wrong about that? No, we'll just no because the important thing is in the real world. The important thing is we just want to be mad at who we want to be mad at. We just want to be mad at the the Alabama that doesn't exist. That's All right, we, we gotta let Alex go because he has better sleep habits than the rest of us. Alex, oh, before, also he has to get up and do the hurry up. <laughs> uh, before we let you go, Alex, do your do plugs, plug away, plug plug us, Daddy. Uh, yeah, I do splits on duo with Richard Johnson and Stephen Godfrey, and we would love if you're looking for a non college football podcast to, supp- <laughs> uh, to supplement the full cast. We'd we'd love to have you. We find that there's a lot of cross pollination in those audience spaces, uh, so. Always great to be with my pals, and we are at splitzoneduo.com. If you're interested in subscribing to our Substack, there's uh, there's lots there. Thanks, bud. But it ain't this. Nothing's this. Great to be with you guys. Thank God nothing is this. Thanks. Night, buddy. Um, I just want to – look, I just want to go back to Auburn for a little bit. Oh, absolutely. Let's. So let's you're a prodigal son. Fire. Like, it is a little bit it, – it, part of what I'm really enjoying about Auburn losing this game is that there is a not insubstantial portion of the Auburn fan base that looks at this and is like, good, I fucking hate that guy. (laughs) Like, it's very weird to see. I understand it, obviously, but like... (laughs) Josh Black in the chat, let's talk about it. (laughs) Josh, would you like to hop on for a moment? (laughs) Like, there is... Let's not do that to Josh. Um, Okay. There's just a... It's just... It's just very interesting to see because I think there was just like, like I said before, I thought, I think the goal was just like, get through the season quietly, get recruiting back up and running, you know, start actually having games that people are mad about one way or the other in a year or two. But, oh boy, this is, this is just delicious. I just love it. How do we give Josh a mic? I don't know. Um, I sent him a link. Uh, yeah, I just I, I just can't I just can't be delighted enough by this. Again, because like it really was just oh, the here is one clearly better and better coach football team. Yeah. 
and it's the team that loses the most historically. Yeah. Like if 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 you, if you don't know the records, if you just look up and see Auburn is losing to New Mexico State, right? The, there's no more embarrassing team in FBS to lose to historically. Speaking. Historically, they are 126th out of 131 teams in winning percentage all time. So let's see who's lower. Uh, I'm guessing uh, Ohio's got to be really low. UMass has got to be really low. All right, hold on. Um, um, uh, no, Akron's got to be way down there. No, Akron is higher. UMass is higher. Fuck, I'm bad at this. Um, UTEP. Okay, yeah. Kent yeah. State. Mm-hmm. Georgia State. FIU and Charlotte. So okay. in Georgia State and Charlotte, a couple of those are like relative newcomers. Most of those who, are new. Yeah, yeah. And FIU is really relatively new as well. UTEP and Kent State are the two like, yeah, they played a lot of games. Yeah, most of, games. most of those are teams that probably should be in FCS, right? Right. Uh, so speaking of FCS, uh, hey, folks, it's time for it's the FCS. Let's do it. While we, while we wait for, <laughs> for Josh to find Oh, wait, mic. he's here. He's here. Oh, thank God. Well, I just I just want to say uh, shout out to Montana, Montana Grizzlies, Big Sky, Big Sky best conference Excellent in all of college football. Montana defeated Montana State today, going to get a number two seed in the playoffs, home field all the way to Frisco. Big Sky is going to take down South Dakota State this year. That's right. Also, Wofford knocking off Furman, upset Ooh. of the day. Wofford is sorry horrible. Miller. Sorry Miller. Wofford had beaten no one but the Citadel, who had beaten no one. And Furman was in line for possibly a number two seed. Wofford took him down. Furman hasn't had this much disappointing. Uh, hey, guys, can you much. hear me? Yes. Hey, buddy. In the words of Michael Caine in The Dark Knight, <laughs> but I bloody did tell you. Josh, were you there? Oh, fuck no. I wasn't there. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What do, I, what do you take me for? No. Um, yes, yes, we get game day uh, at JMU today, so mm. I just sat at the house all day. Fuck that shit. Um, Josh has already told me, and for and- context, if you don't know, guys, Josh is a like decades long season ticket holder at Auburn. Thirty first straight Iron Bowl in attendance next Saturday. Uh, Josh, Who already- are you rooting for? <laughs> <laughs> That's a great question. Josh already, Josh already texted me this, and it has borne itself out already on Twitter and elsewhere. But as much as there are people who are like, yes, love to see this, good for Hugh Freeze, there's the other side of the coin, which is, well, this is just his Louisiana Monroe. Nick Saban had to start somewhere as well. Oh, oh, we're even going into we're even going into Kirby lost the van That's his right. Here. That's right. <laughs> Something shitty happened. That was probably good for us. Jesus. What's what's what I've been saying the entire time about this shit is they are you know the reasonable expectation right now, and I say reasonable from the standpoint of what's what's borderline absurd, but also not going to just make everybody go, Auburn is going to spend, you know, Jimbo money on three separate coaches uh, in the span of five years. Um, that's one Jimbo Fisher equals all, like 0.8 of uh yeah it's 0.8 Jimbo Ficker, Fishers for Gus Harson and Freeze I think but okay yeah I think that uh 2025 um 
Yeah, Brother Hugh's going to have a reckoning since uh, Auburn's schedule is a zombie Southwest Conference Big 12 schedule next year. And you get Georgia and Alabama on the road. Ooh. <laughs> there so, will come a payday. Hallelujah. What a payday. Oh, and Holly, can you, speaking of the Iron Bowl next weekend, can you take a guess the last time that Alabama beat Auburn four straight years and who was the coach? Oh, Shula. The coach was the, the the last time Alabama beat Auburn for straight years. Ah, fuck, I don't know. It was Bear Bryant. You know who ended that? I have, uh, hmm, hmm, who's that? That would be uh, the guy that Jimmy Ray and the Yellow Fella wishes was his daddy, Pat Die. We're going to oh. lose four straight. We're going to lose four straight. Shout out to Pat I'm still at the bottom of Lake Martin. Hey, shout out to Pat Die for, as Spencer has always said it, uh, having the most pagan funeral and burial uh, probably in the state of Alabama history. There is, there is a thick strain of like Jimmy Buffett paganism running through that part of the country. My dad's one of those. You yeah. know where Jimmy Buffett went to college before he graduated from Southern Miss? That's right, War Eagle. <laughs> there is there is good news for Auburn next season. Um, you get to play regular New Mexico instead of New Mexico State, <laughs> and they're not as good, so you Are should no, be okay. What kind of for what? Why would you book both New or Meth? <laughs> You have enough math. They're also playing Louisiana Monroe. Not at home. So, oh, right. so UL ULM will be their ULM. Hey, we're all pulling for Terry to make it one more year. It'll be the first time he's come back to Auburn since 98. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to get an ovation. <laughs> yeah, you know what Terry Bowden did in his first year? He went 11 and fucking 0. Uh, so he didn't lose to New Mexico State? <laughs> no. He, we don't know, though. He didn't play him. Yeah, he's scared. There's really no way to say. He's scared. Who would have won? No, cool. no, I, no way to identify it. Um, so, Josh, how is that? How is uh, the Auburn family going to be feeling entering Iron Bowl week at this point? I think that you will have all of the same people that were uh, stumping for Brian Harson, who will do the same thing that they did then of talking about recruiting, talking about how this is just <laughs> one. Uh, and how, you know, we've just got to give him time because Gus ruined everything and Gus yeah. hasn't been three seasons. So you're uh, right now you're in that position where it was uh, Texas for years. It was blaming everything and like Charlie Strong, even though it's like he'd been gone for like four years oh, at that Flo point. Florida did this with Will Muschamp for like yeah, yeah, yeah. three years or that three coaches. That was more reasonable. Yeah. I still do it with Tommy Tuberville, but I'm right. <laughs> but that's that's valid for the entire country, though. Right. Yeah, I, right. I, I mean, that's I've right. I've said for 20 years if we just let Bobby Louder cook, then America would be better, and I wouldn't have these fucking problems <laughs> with my goddamn football program. <laughs> <sighs> oh, I miss you, buddy. I just <laughs> no. It's uh the 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 Auburn people like me will go. We'll support the kids. Um, you know. We'll uh we'll do our thing, but we'll continue to hold our nose through this experience and uh, just uh just pray that somebody you know the best thing that could happen for someone like me is for this dumbass to have something <laughs> great happen to him by beating Alabama, so yeah. he allows his hubris to get the better of him in sixty to ninety days and does something stupid where we can fire him and not have to pay him one red cent for it. Such that's, a beautiful dad-coded dumbass. That's, like that, that is exactly what I want to happen. I want to beat Alabama so this arrogant son of a bitch 
will find a way to, in his arrogance, get fired for something that is just blatantly stupid. Well, we know how he has in how he is in Tampa, so maybe a Tampa bowl game would get it done. Ooh. I don't think we're going to qualify for Tampa, and I'm a Birmingham resident. We don't have enough of that here. I don't think we're going to qualify for Tampa is one of the saddest sentences of her. We can get it done. We can, it's the Hugh Freeze show. Who wouldn't want to see Hugh Freeze in Tampa? He gets up to stuff. Now, uh, Josh, do, do you think uh, the Aggies might take him if he beats Bama? Oh, God. Oh, God. Well, you know, um, that would that would be uh, – that would be what that would be quite a quite a benefit to me. Although I think there may be another coach who's a little bit more uh, a little bit more evangelical, even than uh, yeah. maybe Coach Freeze is out in front. That that if I was yeah. the Aggies I, and I was rich and decided to do stupid things with my money, I would decide to repeat the same mistakes twice. We're, with. we're talking about PJ Fleck, of course. Absolutely. <laughs> And you the and other uh, the Auburn with ten thousand lakes. I want a different kind of crazy person. Thank you, y'all. What if they actually do hire Dabo? I mean, um, Dabo. Mm, mm. I think it's just crazy enough to. I think work. Dabo would be so goddamn miserable, and that's why I want it. Oh, I think it has. I think it has legs. Yeah. I mean, oh, I, I oh, mean yeah. he wants to go somewhere where he's appreciated. Oh, he wants to go somewhere where he doesn't have to be the reason for why they're doing NIL because those motherfuckers in Texas are already cooking with it. Mm -hmm. That's true. He has plausible deniability. Yeah. I didn't change, but I'm on board with being an Aggie. Gig him. (laughs) Well, I don't know what they do with the money, right? Like, it's, it's, oh, there's this whole apparatus where there's money happening. I don't have anything to do with it. It, it, it. See, it sounds like him already. Mostly what it creates is the natural Texas, Texas A&M friction where Ooh, when, a rivalry? He, when he and Sark go to no. go to midfield to shake hands, they're both thinking, Christ, what an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that happens with Devo a lot. Wouldn't rule it out. I hope, man, I just want Shane Beamer to beat him up. I just want him to throw him in a locker. I don't care what happens at the end of next week. That- I mean... With as, much, with as much work and effort as it takes to be the South Carolina head football coach, can Shane Beamer do it? Devote any energy to anything else to get this goddamn program to what? Oh, See, I think it's different. I think this is like sort of a slow developing, incredible Hulk situation where he's being exposed to the gamma radiation that is South Carolina football, and it's only making make- him stronger. Dude, that makes so much sense because he's like his neck is getting wider. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what workout program he is on right now at Columbia, but like he's developing into like the AJ Hawk thwomp silhouette. And he, that, that might, there might actually be onto something there. Yeah. He's nothing. I think nothing will be able to kill him after this. All right. Hang on. I'm going to put the funniest comment I've seen all night up here. My fear is that AM actually is going to do the intelligent thing and hire Eli Drinkwitz. Huh. Sigh from Michigan, the Stallions. <laughs> Yeah, go go ahead and take Coach Snozberries down there, y'all. I I oh, don't know, I don't know what to do with that. There are worse ideas, uh, and A and M has several of them. There are worse ideas, yeah. Is he going to bring his best players with him? Actually, that's a, that is a thing these days. So yeah, do it. Yeah, yeah. Wait, wait, server, do you want to hop on? We're just having a party. Server <laughs> might be working right now and commenting at the same time. The perfect crime. Been there. Good. Theft. 
Um, hey, did you guys see uh, did cool thing about Texas A&M for one moment? Uh, they did the 12th man kickoff team thing. Today. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Although uh, they played Abilene, so it's a good time to do it. But they're uh, they had their walk. They're all walk off wall walk on kickoff team uh, kickoff against Abilene Christian. And you will never guess what happened next. I didn't actually watch the play. What did happen? Oh, they uh they hit they hit the receiver so hard that he fumbled and they recovered, and then all the walk offs ran into the end zone and mean mugged for the cameras and their walk ons that are tiny. It was so cute. Nice, that's great. It was just it was just a really sweet moment. It was awesome. Like they their their walk ons so they looked like you know normal sized college kids and they were so happy and jumping around. It was it was awesome. That's the kind of thing A and M should do instead of like trying to win important games. Yeah. That quite literally, quite literally, that is their Carnell Williams moment, like we had last year. <laughs> <laughs> just, just that. That's it. Um, well, hey, I'm I'm gonna have to drop, but Holly, um, I don't know if you know this, but I am no. very, very. I, I, no, I have texted you this. No. Um, wanted to let your audience know. I'm I, if if I hap if you happen to see me on the sideline of the national championship game thanks to my wife i wanted to let everyone know that i do bear some sad resemblance to ryan day with a hat on and if michigan for some reason is playing alabama i can promise you i am not stealing michigan signals because that team on the other sideline i can't take anymore no but you should you should attempt to look like you are because you do strongly look like ryan day your beard looks far, far more handsome your beard color looks far more normal Holly, as I said to you the other week, I have a far better silhouette, regardless of no, how. You look like, you look like Ryan Day in a handsome disguise. <laughs> wow. Well, I, I don't know anything about that, but I'm just here to tell you, I'm not doing anything to the to the detriment of Michigan if they're on the other side from Alabama or Georgia. I can't take much more of this shit while this goddamn football coach in Auburn has fucked up my program. <laughs> Love you guys. Love you, buddy. Thanks, buddy. Michael Serber in the house. Serbs, welcome in. That motherfucker is not allowed to leave. <laughs> Wait, uh, why? Like, why? For those of us who, who may not be familiar with your game, can you can you describe which motherfucker you're you're talking about? That boy, Dabo William Christopher Sweeney, is not allowed to leave the goddamn Upstate with a, what's likely going to be a seven and six season. I understand that we've <laughs> won a couple games in a row, um, but. I feel pretty confident. Darude was fucking there this week. Like that's not <laughs> that's just gonna wear off. Yeah, that's not just gonna wear off. That's like when that's like when Mac Brown gets a hold of you at at, at halftime. Mm -hmm. Hence the, oh. the, the really the the next like five games of South Carolina of South Carolina's season. Well, they've got Darude residue. So so they they have this, the Darude buffs will apply for at least one more week. Oh, Darude is totally fucking op. There is no like he he he's such a fucking giga chad that there's no fucking way that anyone stops them at this point. They're going to win out, um, and they're probably the shit out of us. The last time uh, Clemson played in Williams Price, South Carolina didn't score, um, and I like I think that's like something that they're going to get told every fucking day this week. Uh, and yeah. I don't feel confident about it. And so no, he's not allowed to fucking leave with a seven and six <laughs> season and go to go to Texas A&M and go nine and three every year and be called a fucking success. Hell no. He's not allowed to leave yet until we get back. It sounds like he's locked in there with you. 
goddamn right he is. You know, now that we're figuring out how to operate this platform fairly smoothly, we should have we should have more angry people on it. Yeah, who, who's maddest? Whoever's we're maddest all, gets to hop on. We're all fairly chill. Like those of us who host the show, are all, except for Spencer, are usually fairly chill by this point in the night. And y'all aren't, and I think that's beautiful. So yeah, no, I have no fucking chill. So to be clear, when, when Clemson opens the year with Georgia next year, you want Dabo on that sideline. You need Dabo on that side. Out of spite, it sounds like. Yeah. If it's not Dabo Sweeney, then it's like fucking Jeff Scott, dude. Like mm-hmm. it's not gonna be. Mm-hmm. Great. Oh God, you're right. Mm-hmm. They're gonna hire. They're, they're gonna do the. No, you're absolutely right. They're gonna. I hadn't thought about this. Scott Satterfield, come on down. I, I hear he's uh, drawing interest. And they're gonna keep it in the family. They're gonna do the fucking Pete Carroll thing with this idiot. Yeah, I have. I have a terrible feeling that that Dabo has a little bit more to do with the guys not from Clemson getting getting hired from time to time. As much as our bitching has something to do with it, I also think like. Everyone that's, with well, that's special. That's something else he. That's something else he learned from Nick. So. Yeah, like I think that there. I think when Dabo leaves, the fucking hire the inside guy thing is not going to go away. Like that, unfortunately, oh, no. because of our, unfortunately, because of our totally brainwashed New Spring fan base. Like they are going to Ooh, like abide by this shit for a long time. One of these days. Listen, I, I keep promising this, and and things like you know pandemics keep getting in the way. One of these days, give Godfrey and me like three months off and just let us go hang out at New Spring. And we'll come back with some. We'll, we'll come back with some meat. I just, the full cast gets accused of having dark magical powers many times. During this preseason, Cerber said, I think Clemson just needs an eight and four season. They're seven and four right now. <laughs> like. Also, server, do you remember when I said if y'all were if you were if y'all were just gonna be the same or if you were gonna go back to being normal people and you said you were gonna maintain that same energy? You have done that and I salute you. Thanks. It's <sighs> um yeah, I don't think Clemson, South Carolina is my pick for the worst feelings of next week, and maybe we'll save oh, no. of there's, that for there's Tuesday. One that's worse, and I think I know which one you think there's probably there's a ton that are worse. Well, which which one are all right, let's let's tease this out a little. Which one are you going with? Uh, I, my personal pick is the Apple Cup, but I think you mean Paul Bunyan. That, yeah, that is where I'm at right now. Like, I think that's just like two fan bases that are like very unhappy to be in the position that they're in. Mm. Deeply, deeply unhappy. And um, it's the end of November in what's I, I'm guessing going to be 12 degree weather, um, which can be a good time if you're you know, enjoying yourself. But I don't think they're going to be. Um, I think, I think territorial cup has some potential to be like, man, the way Arizona is playing and Arizona States has like some stretches where they look good and others where today happens. Um, I don't feel good about that. I'll feel great about Penn State, Michigan State. Nobody's happy right now. Um, Colorado, Utah, everyone would love for this season to just end. Yeah, like Holly Holly brought up earlier that like TCU looks better. I think it's just that Baylor is quite bad. Oh. Like I think no, I, I, I TCU feels better because they got their I mean TCU feels better in that they found their favorite stuffy and are currently destroying it. I this, Oh the Cumball. Yukon this... UMass. <laughs> it's even written in the right order. Oh, excellent. Finally, traditions matter again in college football. <laughs> Real life yeah, can't take everything from in this country. <laughs> Um, Vandy, Tennessee. That's not one. That's really fun. 
No, it's not. No, not one I bit. Don't wanna, I don't want to do it. Not one bit. Uh, Florida State, Florida is not going to be fun uh, because of Jordan Travis's injury. Everybody's just going to feel bad about it. Yeah. Yeah. But Clemson's you know what Carolina will be there. fun, though? Yeah. yeah. Black Friday. Every goddamn time. Dude, the Iowa. Nebraska. This is a weird. With an over under of nine. <laughs> I'm told it'll also be snowing. The temperature does look like it's freezing. I don't want to jump into the Tuesday show right now, but this feels like the most stacked Black Friday schedule we've had in a while. All right, let's 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 save that for Tuesday, and let's oh, talk yeah. a little bit about the end. Dude, of... we missed something. What? We have not talked about app out vibing JMU. We uh, let's get to that as well. Um, I just want to say Nebraska, the, the end of regulation of the Nebraska Wisconsin game, uh, Nebraska was down three and drove for what ended up being the game tying 30 yard field goal. Uh, they lost in overtime to Wisconsin, but there were times like they crossed midfield with, if this uh, this number can't be right, but they crossed they cross they were across mis- midfield with a minute thirty five to go, and they genuinely did not appear to know if they should try to score a touchdown or not. Like no, they, I was I was watching. That's like exactly what happened. Like there was it, it looked like they actively feared potentially trying to score a touchdown because that was somehow bad or wrong, and and I I can't remember the last time. I saw a team so clearly playing for a field goal mm-hmm. and then they like got a little too close and they were like, I guess we got to try. I guess we got to fucking throw. All right. Well, that didn't work. So now just kick it. Very stupid. Um, yeah. JMU. JMU lost to app after app tried very hard to not let that happen. So apps like history of uh, of taking down big teams now includes taking down the team not even eligible for That's the right. postseason. Yes, right. That's right. But like an unranked team. Here's the thing. If you're I don't know, the Virginia attorney general or whatever, you're kind of pot committed right now, right? Like, yeah, you got to you got to ride this out. You yeah. got to like you got to keep you got to you're in for a penny in for a pound. That that bubble deflated, but you're, it's still your bubble. Right. Like, yeah, grr, grr, I'm so mad about the local <laughs> university uh, having to abide by the rules it agreed to abide by years ago, even though no one really cares for football reasons at this point. Grr. And now, Lib- and now Liberty's going to get the G5 spot, probably? <laughs> AAC. A, uh, the AAC and the Mountain West have far better um, shit to hang their hats on. Okay. Yeah, I mean. I do the most people's steadfast refusal to rank those lunatics. So you're saying it's Tulane or let's see. Well, the UNLV, latest UNLV? latest CFP rankings. Let's see. We have uh... Tulane's twenty fourth. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So yeah, just let that ride. Okay. Yeah, I think AAC or Mountain West. I mean, you know, in Liberty, you can quite clearly see they've beaten no one. And and go- other than a transitive win over Auburn. Going back to it. Tulane's only loss this year is to Ole Miss early in the season. It's a 17-point loss, but it's kind of like inflated by some silly scores at the end. Like it was a very close game for most of it. Yeah. And, and then on the Ole other Miss, side, you didn't need this. Like you didn't do anything with this season. You could have just given that to Tulane. <laughs> you could have just given us playoff Tulane. Yeah. And then, you know, SMU on the other side, like their only losses are TCU and Oklahoma. So like the AAC champ is going to be sitting pretty. 
the Mountain West champ is at UNLV, whichever. I'm not looking at it right now. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, I would take the Mountain West. Server. Obviously, I'm extremely biased, but I'd take the Mountain West champ over Liberty as well. Okay. Okay. If they get past uh, New Mexico State again. This is a lot of Toledo disrespect is mostly what I'm learning here. Yeah, Toledo, uh, <laughs> their only loss was a close one to Illinois. Like, yeah, let's put them in the running as well. Liberty is the worst conference champion. That's fine with me. I think, yeah, I think that will end up being true. Unless Iowa wins the Big Ten. And with, but even then, they're the best. Like, I can't even be bad. Yeah, well, <laughs> I was better than Liberty, yeah. I would watch that bowl game. <laughs> Jerry Falwell Jr. would as well. Um, Server, is there anything else you want to yell about Clemson before we, wa- before we wrap up? Uh, nah. <laughs> nah. He has to nah, stay. He has to stay. Is it, just to clarify, is it to fix it or to stew in his mess? Um, so this might, this might not make sense to people who aren't wrestling fans, but like, it's kind of like watching Ric Flair in like the 92 rumble. And like, I fucking hate that guy. I hate him so much, but God damn, it's so good. Like everything that he, he did in the ring is so good and entertaining to see, um, that like, I'm not going to skip that match. If like, I'm, if I'm, if I'm watching the rumble or like 92, if I'm watching that pay-per-view, I'm not going to skip, skip the rumble. Um, and a lot of that has to do with how awesome it fucking feels like how awesome it is to watch some of the stuff that's happening. And like a lot of those guys are terrible fucking people and Dabo, I fucking hate that guy. But also like, I don't, I don't feel like anyone else is going to win a national championship at Dabo over the next 10, or but Dabo over the next 10 to 15 years. So we're acknowledging the head of the table, Dabo Swinney. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. All right. Let's, let's let server hop off. Um, goodbye. And we can, we can continue our business from here. Um, what else we got left? Somebody brought up, uh, bowl eligible Georgia tech. That's correct. Georgia Georgia tech. Did you guys watch any part of this game? No, no. Georgia tech feels like, do you ever have, do you ever have a babysitter? Who's like technically old enough to babysit your kids, but they say something when you're on your way out the door, like, Oh, we're gonna make slice and bake cookies, and they're and you're like, I'm gonna come back to a burnt shell of a home. Sure, like they're technically old enough and 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 capable of doing everything they're doing, but I feel like preheating an oven, slicing cookie dough out of a tube, and putting it on a pan is beneath is is beyond their capabilities at this point. By which I mean, you let Syracuse sneak up on you. Syracuse. I choose to believe that that was. You almost fucked that game away. What are you doing? I choose to believe that, that was that, one more twist in this in the knife of Syracuse's season. That seems like normal Georgia Tech stuff. That's true. I know it just made. I know it, but just like they've had, like they've had so many positive steps this year, and you know it's it's like they they got their learner's permit and then they came home and they accidentally ate dog food no i i think and, georgia tech is like watching somebody who play a racing game who doesn't understand how it works and it's just like if i just floor it the whole time you're like you're just going as fast as you can in the wrong direction but you're going fast but sometimes those bumpers are on but sometimes you're going fast in the right direction and it's against unc and it works out fine bumpers are on against unc um who, who else? Uh, Western Kentucky got bowl eligible today. 
Um, Boise State got poll eligible today after firing sure. their coach. Yeah. Uh, so that's fun. Um, there's somebody else that I'm forgetting. Mm, I feel, I'm going to feel bad Whoa. about this, even though it's like doesn't change their lives. Um, <laughs> how, how could we? Could we could be, oh, Arkansas the, State. That's who it was. Arkansas yes, State. Let's talk about it real quick. Arkansas real quick. State. Go ahead. Butch Jones, his turnaround, getting Arkansas State ball eligible, turnaround from what? Well, from his own bad years, but. The uh, Arkansas State putting up 77 points against a decent Texas State team to reach ball eligibility. Um, this is the box score of the week if if the browser will pull it up because the uh like Arkansas State was already going to win and then they went on a scoring run that's like uh let's see let me find it there's uh, there's 91 a... yard fumble return yeah, yeah. 93 yard kickoff return 87 yard interception return 50 yard interception return and all of this <laughs> happens in like 6 minutes of, uh, <laughs> like 9 minutes of game time and it was already a blowout. Yeah. It was like the sim. It's like the. I think our recording might be going crazy. Mm. It's probably signals it's time. Okay. It's time to time to okay. part. All right, friends. Um, let's see. Uh, we're not gonna do uh, Spencer's thing where we read Twitch names. But like, we love you. We hey, if you're on Twitch, that's cool. That's like the exact opposite of LinkedIn, but that's all right. I'm gonna read user brick by brick butch. His right. message says Butch for A and M. You know what? Why not? I think that's they, a good choice. They love bricks. Um, all right, everybody, that's the show for tonight. Spencer's dead because you didn't send the blood in. Sorry about that. Yep. We'll see you Tuesday. Bye. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.